your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Apparently, don't have anything else better to do down in Austin, so they've got some... Uh points they're discussing uh, within the uh, University Interscholastic League for high school sports. We'll run those by you and give opinions and uh, thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Take yours as well. That'll be at 7, 645, this day in sports history. Passing on Chuck's rules for life. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. 631 this morning here on the morning drive. Mentioned that the College World Series is uh, is set for Omaha. So, Jamie, give me your, your rundown of who you like here. Oral Roberts takes on TCU Friday at 1. That's the game we'll have on 100.7, the score. And then the 6 o'clock game uh, features the 2 seed against the 7 seed. That's uh, Florida and uh, Virginia on uh, Friday. Then on Saturday, uh, the 1 seed, uh, Wake Forest, takes on the 8 seed, Stanford, while uh, Tennessee meets the five-seed LSU. I'm going to pick the number one team in Wake Forest Mm -hmm. and the number two team in Florida. To advance on? To to, make it to the finals. To make it to the finals. Championship, yep. Uh, Who would be a sleeper team out of all that? Mm, I could see um, really either Tennessee or LSU. Okay. Either one of them. Okay. And they're going to face each other in the first round. Okay. Do you think that um, they should reseed once they get to the um, to Omaha? If they did, it wouldn't <clears throat> bother me the way they do it now. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I'm good either way. Would you like to see them do that with uh, college basketball with the Final Four or, this, no. or just the brackets? However the brackets do it, the brackets do it. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess that means I should probably stick to the same thing with baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's nah. – mm-hmm. yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's the luck of the draw. Right. I mean, right. Um, and, and just because you're the seven seed doesn't mean that the matchup might not be better for you against the two seed Florida versus facing a hot team like TCU or a team that came on strong in, in uh, postseason play in Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you don't say, eh, give me, give me Florida, <laughs> you know, or, you know, Stanford may say, give me Wake Forest, um, you know, in that, uh, in that in that case, because Stanford's the eighth seed, taking on uh, Wake, as you said, the uh, overall number one seed with uh, LSU and Tennessee playing on Saturday. Okay, so there you go. That's uh, that's uh, be interesting to see how that uh, all transpires. Uh, you got what uh, two uh, two SEC teams playing against each other on Saturday, and um, you got a Big Twelve team. Um, taking on uh, Oral Roberts and TCU. So uh, we're all about Oral Roberts, right, for that game? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Virginia and Florida, you're rooting for you're – rooting, I think you're rooting for Florida, I'm aren't you? I'm rooting for Florida to win the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, uh, you just like them, like their people, just like their team, just kind of like how they did things? I just think they were good and okay. felt, felt like they carried themselves in a respectful way and mm-hmm. feel like they – Rubbed it in, or were jerks, or anything like that. Okay, 
No. Didn't rub it in. They weren't jerks. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't run around yelling na 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 boo boo after they beat us. Right. That, that that actually went through my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, you know they didn't like circle the bus going na 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 boo boo or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a. Did they did they do the chop thing while you were there? Yeah. yeah. Did they? Okay. Well, that's 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 their thing. I mean, it's no different. Um, I saw this yesterday and I thought, <clears throat> have we ever heard someone not have successful? Uh, Tommy John surgery. Um, they, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jacob Degrom uh, underwent uh, elbow surgery uh, yesterday. Uh, manager Bruce Bochy said it went well. I don't know if he had a chance to visit with the doctor. He said all went well, feeling great. Okay, well, he just had a season-ending ulnar collateral ligament repair surgery. But all went well. He's feeling great. <laughs> I mean, of course, that's what you want the doctor to say if you've got someone, you know, in the hospital from anywhere from tonsils to appendectomy to, you know, having a toe repaired. How did it go, doctor? Everything go okay? Yeah, everything went great. Everything went according to procedure. Everything uh, he should be, she should be up and at him soon. Go about your day, Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because they're not going to come out and go, <clears throat> you know, I, I really had a rough morning. I kind of, you know, I was scrambling to get into work and, you know, I got in there and I, I wasn't focused and I had my phone in there with me and, you know, my wife kept texting me because the garage door wouldn't go up and I, I'm sorry, but I, I missed a hitch here and as a result of that, they no longer speak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a bad deal. Right. Um, so anyway, this is <clears throat> for DeGrom. This is his second Tommy John. He uh, heard surgery like this. Uh, he had it in 2010 after he was drafted by the Mets. And he missed uh, time in 2021 and 2022 uh, with injuries. Uh, DeGrom said this in the Dallas Morning News. Anytime you're told you're going to have to go be out for a little while, it's rough. But I went through this before and I know what it takes to get back. So that means go to rehab, be around, help any way I can. We've got a special group here and. To not to be able to, to be out there stinks. This is what we do, love to do. You want to be out there helping, it's a disappointment. Yeah. I just can't imagine for pitchers. I mean, what, what, in any other sport, you have an injury. I mean, the worst thing we're talking is basically like 12 months. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but pitchers to say, hey, you're going to miss probably this year and next. I mean, it's just got to be devastating. And and I just think about high school and college kids where mm-hmm. it's, it's all they've ever known. And same with these big leaguers, but at least they're sitting back making tons of money yeah. while they're rehabbing. Sure. I just think about these guys that that's all they've ever known is to play baseball. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And now you just take that away from them. And I, I just can't imagine how tough that is. Yeah. Because then they got gotta... such a long period of time, mm-hmm. especially, Especially for pitchers, because it's kind of like, you know, I don't know how long it is before you can actually throw again. But I mean, I mean, they've got them, you know, moving their arm and trying to develop muscle. But I mean, there's got to be some some healing that goes with, with that too. <clears throat> you know the the knee and and the knee would probably be for non pitchers and even pitchers themselves. But but even that, I mean, you've got to really tear it up in in today's world. Before you're out for a full year, and that that does happen to running backs and receivers, and and even quarterbacks, but where they're out a significant amount of time, but they've, they've advanced so much with that that they can 
they can do some some surgery and repair it and you can be back out on the field in some cases weeks in some cases it's months but generally speaking it's not a whole year plus another one mm-hmm. yeah. you know i mean not like it is for uh, for pitchers uh this from the yates flooring center chat line this is a i think a question for you jamie boy i witnessed a ton of walks during the supers is it because of tired arms it's a good question. Um, if you watch the Stanford series you, in Texas series, you saw it's just something that Stanford struggled with all season long. It's it's really surprising that they've uh, been as good as they have been because that's been such a major issue. But um, it just feels like there's more of that in college baseball now, and I'm not really sure why as far as, you know, more walks. I don't know if it's tired arms. I don't know if it's uh, – you know, um, or they narrow the strike zone, or have our hitters better in terms of being more patient. Yeah, well, I'm not, I don't think they're better than big league hitters about being patient, but I mean, they might be improved from where they were in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say this: I mean, if 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 you're someone that watches a lot of baseball, and I, I don't mean to be too critical here, but I think there's a big difference between major league umpires and college umpires. I think. I see the difference there significantly more, I feel like, than you do college basketball compared to NBA referees. In fact, I think college basketball referees are better than the NBA. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the NFL and college football, I don't see that major difference. The big leap, yeah. But I, the, the strike zone thing with college umpires compared to major league umpires, I think major league umpires are way better. Way better. Okay. Uh, good news for Kevin Bazell yesterday, named a first-team All-American, freshman All-American, uh, by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. So he's one of 34 uh, that game named to that. First team. Yeah. He's the seventh Red Raider to be named uh, to this team and the first since Jace Young in 2019. So how about that for uh, the redshirt freshman? Started 63 of 64 games, uh, most of them at third base. And hit 348, 24 doubles that ranked in the top 10. And he may be your starting catcher next year. Might be. So, mm-hmm. might have a chance to win a different award at a different position. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is June the 13th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. TG, uh, TG not F. Thank God it's not Friday. Then it would be Friday the 13th. We'd all be scared. Okay. Because that's how that works. Uh, 1924 (laughs) is where we will start. Because the Yankees win by forfeit over the Tigers. Okay. And while that in itself would be, you know, shocking to happen today, this was their third forfeit win of the year. (laughs) Why? 1937. Joe DiMaggio hits three consecutive home runs against the St. Louis Browns. Eleven years later, in 1948, Babe Ruth's final farewell at Yankee Stadium. Final farewell. He would die on August 16th of that year. Okay. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. 1953, at the U.S. Open, Ben Hogan wins a record-tying fourth U.S. Open title Six strokes ahead of runner-up, Sam Snead. And uh, I've got some good news for the current Yankees, Blue Jays, Mariners, Mets, and the Padres. 
Because on this day in 1988, the Boston Red Sox were 10 games back in the American League. They would go on to win the AL East. Nice. All of those teams are like 9 or 10 games back right now. They mentioned. Uh, 1995, Dennis Martinez pitching for the Cleveland Indians. No hits. The Baltimore Orioles, 11 to nothing. El Presidente. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, the Toronto Raptors beat the defending champion Golden State Warriors 114 to 110 to win their franchise's first championship. It was also the last game at Oracle Arena in Oakland. The MVP of this finals, Kawhi Leonard. It is National Cupcake Lovers Day. Okay. And get behind the cupcake. cupcake. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't like a good cupcake? No. Oh, okay. Everybody loves a good cupcake. It's raising my hand. Okay. I did, I, when, I, when he said, who doesn't, I you thought, so you raise your hand, I thought that meant you didn't. Uh, happy birthday to Chris Evans, who's 43. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are both 38. Both of them? No coincidence. <laughs> They're twins. <laughs> Tim Allen, 70. And Jonathan Lucroy is 37. Excuse me. And on this day in 1966, U.S. Supreme Court hands down a decision leading to this. You have the right to remain silent. Mm. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. While it may be cliche, thanks to all of the TV shows that we have watched, sure. you're able to probably quote that along with me. Mm-hmm. Miranda versus Arizona established the principle that all criminal suspects must be advised of their rights before interrogation. Okay. And that is this day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history, 649 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, somebody throwing a little sarcasm at me, I think, on the 8th Morning Center chat line. It's okay. Yep, really hard to win back-to-back freshman All-American honors. Um, that's really not what I meant. Um I meant that he might win something next year uh, at a different position. Not He wouldn't be a freshman, obviously. Kevin Bazell. It would be difficult to do. It would be difficult to do. Right? I mean, anything can but, happen with COVID years. But <laughs> right. guys won it during the COVID year, mm-hmm. and they were considered freshmen again the next year. Yeah. So they could have won it the year after COVID. Right. They could have doubled up. Yeah. Right. Right. That's ex- that's exactly right. So anyway, so that's the that's the story there. Uh, Six forty nine this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have Ranger baseball on the air for you tonight. Astros two, Astros start a series with the Washington Nationals. Six forty, and then uh, the Rangers continue their series with the Angels. Six thirty tonight on Double T ninety seven three. Um, do you ever have a desire to be a Wheel of Fortune host? No. Okay. Well, that job is going to come open. Okay. Okay. Pat Sajak has announced his retirement mm. after 41 years of uh, of hosting. What seems like I mean, he makes it look really, really easy. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's difficult to do it, but he makes it look really, really easy. But he announced yesterday that this will be his final season. He joined the uh, syndicated show in 1981, and then he left for a while. Um, to do what he called what they called the 
ever clever Pat Sajak show on CBS. It was a talk show. And it failed miserably. And in between that, the guy that replaced him was the old San Diego Charger kicker, Rolf Benerska. Remember Rolf Benerska? I do not remember. Okay, Rolf, Rolf Benerska was a was a kicker. Um, I want to say in the like early eighties, in the in the eighties. Anyway, he replaced Pat Sajak for a period of time. Not very long, because Sajak <laughs> Sajak's deal with CBS ended when they discovered, hey, it's a sixty minute program and we need you to entertain everybody for, you know, forty seven or whatever the number was. And it just it it was up against Leno and Tonight Show and maybe even into Carson. But anyway, the bottom line was he went back to the letter show. Okay. Mm-hmm. He went back to the letter Seems show. Seems like it was a good career move. He, it was. It was. He, uh, he uh, excelled at that. So, so uh, is Vanna staying or is she going to retire? Has not, uh, she has not made her announcement. She's a little younger than Sajak. Sajak's 76 years old. I always kind of figured that those two would write off in the sure, sunset together. Sure, sure. Because you, I don't know that you can think of one without the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you laugh. You kind of chuckled at that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, chuckled at that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, somebody says this. Scott in Houston does. Shades of Cliff Gustafson last night when David Pierce brought back Lucas Gordon after throwing 110 pitches. On Friday. Man, in that situation, you're doing anything you can, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and probably that guy said, hey, you know what? Um, I've got a few left in me, Skip. Let me yeah. let me go. Let me go. Uh, this, that home plate ump last night in the Stanford UT game was horrible and shouldn't be allowed to ump D1 games. Go back to Little League. He had to have money riding on a UT win. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a little. That's that's a little that's a little harsh. Uh, this somebody I guess somebody said called you peepaw earlier. They did. They said I'm old, I'm old enough to be a peepaw. No, I don't think so. You're not you're not old enough to be a peepaw yet. I think there are plenty of forty nine year olds that are yeah. grandparents. Yeah, peepaws. Yeah, yeah. But okay, but yeah, I'll never be a peepaw. You'll never that's be a peepaw. That's just not my thing. That's not. <laughs> It's not, you're not going to, if they come out and say, peepaw, peepaw, you're like. It's Grandpa Lent. Hey, Grandpa Lent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just not me. Okay. No worries, Jimmy. There'll be no lollies and pops and <laughs> All big like, paws and little paws yeah, and okay. little moms. You, man. It's, it's just not me. It's yeah. not my personality. Yeah. Grandpa Lent. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's what it'll be. Okay. And that'll be, that'll be, that'll be just fine. No worries, Jamie. The nice and plain and boring. I get it. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I, I was, I was going to be grandpa, but uh, I mean, he looked at me and and uh, I was, I got a picture of me with him. He's very, very little, and I'm very big, and uh, I kind of earned my name, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He looked at me and like, look at that fat old man. He's big paw. <laughs> no, it's the stature. It's the you know, the deal. It was You're the a ex- big deal, paw. It was, it was the it was the extra fifty pounds. I think that's like deal. look at that fat face and that fat belly. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to get you. Sounds like you're you. starting to dismert, uh, besmirch Santa Claus there, Chuck. Um, I mean, he's lost a, a little bit of weight, but he's still running around with a bowl full of jelly. And you put a right. You could still be happy no matter what you look. Sure, like, right? sure. No, I was happy as a lark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, now good. the question we have to ask is, are you happy now? I'm happy now, Jeff. I'm with you guys. Spending time here and are with our Morning Drive family here this morning. Mm-hmm. Do you consider us a family, Jamie? The Morning Drive family? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we all the band of brothers, so to speak? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, I mean, definitely gone through some wars together. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, sometimes you, you have the worst battles with the ones you love the most. Right? Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> That's us. Somebody says this, Grandpa Lid, tell us the story of the rat tail again. (laughs) (laughs) Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Great to have you with us. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank for that. Uh, We are talking about these uh, UIL initiatives. Uh, somebody off the Yates Flooring Center chat line has submitted one, Jamie. Please tell us, Chuck, that there is a proposal for instituting a 40-second shot clock in high school basketball. Uh, Man, there's not. I wish. Would you like to see that? I would. I really would. Um, I hate the thought of teams running out of the clock, and then I, I think it makes it exciting to have to play with a shot clock and all that and you know buzzer beaters and all that they sure. add to the mix sure you know they've started doing that in some of the aau basketball tournaments but i don't know if it's going to make it to the high school ranks okay yeah makes for i think a more exciting game why not 30 why not just go ahead and make it 30 and that's what they've been doing in aau is 30 and had they gone to 10 minute quarters or are they still eight minute quarters there um this weekend at the tech team camp they went to 10 minute quarters with the the five, uh, two free throws after five. No such thing as one and one anymore. Did you like? Did you like watching that? Did that? Yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, it's more minutes mm-hmm. first and foremost. So I like that. Goes from, yeah, you, you know, I, I like that part of it. And then um, five I team fouls in a quarter, and then you shoot two as opposed to the one and one. No, you, you I don't like that. I don't like that. I think you should yeah. be more one and ones. Do you? Um, the first couple, maybe if you get to seven, it should be automatic too. Do you like that? For, would you like that to be taken back from uh, college basketball on the women's side as well? Would you yes, like I, the one and one yes, instituted? Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think I would too. Um, I think I, I don't. And maybe maybe after five, it's one and one. Just, yeah, that's yeah. what I just said. And then yeah. two later, yeah. then maybe it's zero. You're you're. Guaranteed to. Yeah, maybe. maybe. The double bonus, basically. Because, yeah, because I think there's been some, I mean, because you can, you can pile up the fouls pretty quick. It just kind of depends on how the game's going, how the game's being called, obviously. But, I mean, maybe if you got to eight and a quarter, which is highly possible, uh, then you go to two automatic. Okay. You know, but the, the, the um, you know, the two after five fouls, I mean, it does affect the ball game. There's no question. Well, it makes it harder for a team to come back if there's no one and one. I mean, if you're mm. you know late in the game, late in the game, you're mm. trying to foul and to get them to miss a free throw, they miss mm-hmm. the front end of one and one. Yeah, they have a better chance of coming back. If you're getting guaranteed two, they have a better chance of making at least one of them. You know, I, I I would tell you it's I would tell you I think it's the other way, just from the standpoint that if you know that if if you're down, let's just say you're down five or whatever. And you drive the lane, and you get fouled. You, and you're, they're going to they're going to pound. They're going to pound. They're going to pound, and they're going to go to the free throw line. If you're if you're the team that's trying to come back from an offensive standpoint, getting to the free throw line 
is what you want to do. No doubt. There, there, no question. That's not what I'm talking about. But if, if you're playing defense and you're losing, mm-hmm. you're and you're trying to give yourself a chance, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to foul and send them to the free throw line. You're not going to let them dribble out the clock. You're going to foul and send them to the free throw line. If they're guaranteed too, that gives them a better chance of, of winning and and staying out in front than if they have to make the first one. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying I think okay, I we're just going to agree to disagree on this one wholeheartedly. Agree to no, disagree. No, I just think I just think it's the other way because of the 30 second shot clock and the time well, that the, it takes to get up the floor. That, that that's a different deal. The 30 second shot clock or mm-hmm. the length of the quarters or mm-hmm. whatever is mm-hmm. a different deal. But having no one and ones, it's a completely different deal. That helps the team if there's one and ones that's behind. Okay, move on. Okay, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know that I agree. I, I, I disagree with you on that. Uh, okay. Um, here's, a, here's another thing that they, that they are talking about. Allowing the district champion home field advantage in the first round of soccer playoffs. I like that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that makes, to me, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing audio communication devices for hearing impaired athletes in basketball. I think that makes sense. No issues. No that. issues with that. Um, Requiring officials to be paid for games canceled by schools within five days. I don't know if there's been a bunch of games that are canceled um, and officials have been left high and dry. It seems to me like finding officials is really, really hard. I don't know how many games have been canceled and the officials have been left high and dry. Yeah, that's a tough one for me to gauge. I just don't know. All right. How about this one? Adding boys volleyball as a UIL sanctioned activity. I think sure. that's. I think that makes sense. Sure. All right. How about this one? Allowing boys to participate on the girls' volleyball team. I'm against that. <laughs> no comment. Do you want that? No. Okay. It's, you said boys, and yeah. it's a girls' sport. It's a girls' sport, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I mean, I. I think it'd be counterproductive um no not counterproductive it'd just be unfair it's unfair right unfair okay unfair is the better word i'll agree with you on that how about this prohibiting coaches from coaching their own child at the school they are employed that's dumb that is dumb beyond dumb yeah yeah that is that's a that's a parent of a kid who thinks the coach's kids playing mm -hmm. more than his kid yeah which is probably true Mm-hmm. I think it happens all over the place mm-hmm. because of who their dad is or whatever. Usually the kids punish more for their dad being the coach. Mm, I don't know about all that. Oh, do you, so you think the, the kid the kid gets a favored status if his dad's the coach or her dad's the I, coach? I think it goes both ways. Both, both can, mm-hmm. It's either it's feast or famine kind of deal? Yeah, it just depends on who the person is. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, they say table tennis. I say ping pong as a UIL sanctioned activity. I think that's a great idea. I'm <laughs> jealous that I didn't get to play. Okay, right. I would have been right. all up. What, okay. what season? What is that? A fall sport? A spring? Sport? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. To me, it would be a winter sport. Man, I would love that. That would have been great, right? Yeah. Uh, prohibiting all activity, all athletic activities during the month of July. Prohibiting them? Yeah, prohibiting them. I'm guessing sanctioned activities. Okay. I wonder what goes on in the month of July. Yeah. 
I don't know if there's like uh, off season for football or something yeah. like that conditioning going on for football yeah. or I I just know a home. I think our basketball doesn't do anything in July. Uh, how I about, assume that's the same for all the uh, all the schools in this area. I'll be curious what you think about this one. Extending the December game limitation to the Thanksgiving break. In other, in other words, no basketball games or no activities over the Thanksgiving break. I'm not in favor of that one, but I could see how some people are. They want to get away for Thanksgiving <laughs> or they want to immediately go. I mean, I love those Thanksgiving classics and things like that that are, you know, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah but isn't I mean, the line for football season, if you're playing after Thanksgiving, it's the sign of a good football year? Right. I, I love that um, uh, Cooper and Friendship every year play basketball on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving because, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's great rivalry. Mm-hmm. I think both, both sides enjoy it and – um, you know, if you got family coming into town, they can come watch a game and all that kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know, but maybe some people, I, I totally could get the other side though. There's yeah. like, Hey, the school school's off and we want to go to grandma's house and sure. cross the state or three states away. So don't make a stay for a basketball game on Tuesday right. night. So I totally, I'm not that guy, but I could, I see the other side of it too. Okay. Uh, allowing two physical education courses. Allowing them? Yeah. In other words, you'd have two gym classes. Why would you do that? Well, I'm, my guess is I don't know. My my guess my guess is either extra, you know, time to to spend in the weight room or conditioning mm-hmm. or things like that. Like in in my high school, we got away with that with this. So I had a PE class, and then seventh hour we had what we called educational activity <laughs> so that was basically go to the weight room work out or go to the wrestling room and take a nap see we did it the other way where practice started at 6 a.m and mm-hmm. the first uh, period started at 7 30 mm. we were still swimming at 7 30 yeah so. oh yeah but the, the practice is not a pe that's before school starts right but that's how we had the second quote-unquote practice yeah. that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, hour i think of, a lot of people do that right. And I don't uh, know that I ever had a football practice. I think a lot of them do it at the end of school. Yeah. yeah. Where you, you know, practice for another hour after school, which isn't counted as a PE class. My yeah. mom would have appreciated not having to wake up at five to go to school. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 725. We'll get uh, your reactions to some of this. But first, Jamie's question of the day. That is next on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what uh, what's in your mind today? Question. Okay, mark. so I feel like we've been very offensive-minded with the Red Raider football team, so okay. I want to flip to the defensive side. Okay. I want to show our versatility today, Chuck. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. We're, just, we're not just offensive guys, okay. we're defensive guys. All right. Okay. So I just mm-hmm. want, I'm going to ask you who do you think is going to be the defensive MVP this year mm. for the Red Raiders? All right. Defensive MVP for the Red Raider football team. Okay. You know, you kind of feel like. It was just so easy to answer this question a year ago, right? Yeah, Tyree Wilson. Yeah, and now it feels like it's 
don't know, man, it feels like you could give a lot of different answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feels like it could be, uh, you know, somebody along that defense, still along the defensive line. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's a kind of a two-parter. Okay, you're you're famous for asking two-parters because I feel like your emotional leader, your like senior leadership, your guy that they're all going to kind of rally the troops behind is Tony Bradford Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like. Well, he may not be your, quote, best player on the team. He may not make the most tackles, but... But I think he'll be up there. His, his, yeah, I don't his, think motors, gonna, his not, motor sets the tone. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be up there with most tackles because he's a mm-hmm. defensive tackle. That's really right. not what their job is. But mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think he's one of your better defensive players. And, like you said, I do think he's a he's a guy that's a, a big-time leader. Um, I, I'm kind of feeling like somebody in, in the... Defensive backfield. Um, I don't know if that's because I mean I want to say Joseph Ray, but he's just a sophomore. He's coming off of an injury. Um, I feel like. When did Ray get injured? Didn't he have an injury last year? Didn't he have one? Maybe I'm wrong about that. Okay. I thought I thought he. Uh, let me. I'll just pull it quick. That was yeah he okay never mind never mind you're you're right he wasn't he wasn't injured so mm-hmm. but anyway he's I think he's a guy that's it, that could be considered for that um, I, I'm going to say Malik Dunlap good answer so I got a new guy and an old guy on my list uh, I like Chuck I think there's going to be two for two different reasons uh, the new guy would be Steve Linton I think mm. he can really help you in the linebackers yeah. and. You didn't bring him in because he couldn't play. You brought him in because this guy can't play. Mm-hmm. And the the talent that you can add to your roster in that position, I think, can help lead where those guys are going. And uh, we're going to go to Adrian Taylor Demerson in your defensive backs as your this is how we play Texas Tech football kind of guy. This is how we play defense here. This is how we're going to play defensive back here. The... I, I, he's not necessarily the guy that's going to turn the water cooler over, but he's going to be the guy that gets somebody's head turned back around when they're running in the wrong spot and doing something wrong because he's seen it and he's done it. And taking this year as his final go around to to be ready for the next year. That I that's where I think he falls. Okay, so we both went defensive back. I mean, and both both those guys had really good seasons last year. Dunlap and. Taylor Demerson because of deflections or interceptions or breakups or however you want to term that. Okay, I um, I my initial thought was Joseph Adedere, and uh, I, I just think I love the way he finished the year last year. Looked like a guy that um, there was a lot of untapped potential, and was just like the game was slowing down for him, and he was figuring it out. <clears throat> so I think he's uh I think he's a guy that uh, is going to be a big-time fac- factor for you this year. And the other guy that I had on my mind was another defensive back, and it's a different one, um, was was C.J. Baskerville. Okay. Just hearing Coach talk about him, uh, he's got a decent amount of experience with 22 starts already. Uh, I just feel like that's a guy that uh, uh, is going to come in and make an immediate impact. Now, whether or not he's going to be you know, MVP of the defense kind of guy, I don't know if he's going to be that guy, but it just seems like Coach McGuire has been really, really high on him. 
And so I'll put him in the conversation as well with those other guys that you guys mentioned. Um, but um, I think your guys' answers were really good too. What does it say for a Texas Tech fan base that we are talking about defensive MVPs and all three of us to combine six different names? Yeah. And it's not like I changed mine because Chuck had somebody. And I don't think Jamie changed his because Chuck and I said somebody different. Mm-hmm. There's that much talent on the defensive side here. That feels weird to say out loud. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. Uh, as far as uh, as far as a, a data rate was concerned, he had uh, 19 total tackles, nine sackles, nine solo, including three and a half uh, tackles for loss and one sack. Uh, all but one of his tackles came during Big 12 play. So it's not like he feasted on the, you know, the non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they only played three non-conference games. I, no, I understand it, it's that. It's not like basketball or football, uh, baseball, where you're playing, you know, 15, 20 games. Against no, I, I, yeah, but you've also seen guys that have four sacks yes, on the league. Yeah, and they're all in came against yeah. 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 Four quarterback hurries. Uh, appeared in 306 snaps defensively and nine total pressures. That's uh, according to Pro Football Focus, and this is right off of uh, the uh, the tech um, media site. Um, he did play against Houston, made his first tackle uh, the next week uh, against uh, North Carolina State, and had uh, single tackle outings against K-State, West Virginia, Baylor, and Iowa State. And uh, his first career tackle for a loss was on a third down play against Oklahoma State uh, that forced the Cowboys to attempt a field goal from the seven-yard line. That's the kind of stuff that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of stuff that you want to hear and see. So, you know, good uh, good, good for him. Um, and as far as, uh, as far as Malik Dunlap is concerned, I'll give you some numbers on him. Uh, uh, Malik is... Uh, is back for his super senior season. Uh, an all Big 12 performer, his second season as a Red Raider last year. 12 of 13 games that he appeared in, 11 starts. Missed only the road win at Iowa State because of an injury. Uh, among the nation leaders in pass defended with 12 breakups and an interception and had the most passes defended, 13 by a Red Raider since Justice Nelson had 15 in uh, 20. 14. So, kind of feel like there's more to come here with with Malik Dunlap, but but maybe not because maybe teams will go away from him. Yeah, maybe so. You know, uh, um, and as far as uh, let me see if how they list his. Here we go. Uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Dadrian Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Uh, let me get to his his numbers. A couple of people. Maybe that's why Coach just goes with a nickname. Rabbit. Yeah, Taylor it's Demerson. Easier to say. Yeah, it is easier to say. He appeared in all 13 games, 12 starts. He was a safety. Probably the only person g- that, was, that that sews the name on the back of the jersey also wishes they could just sew rabbit on the back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a lot less work. Uh, third on the team in tackles was 74. 54 solo, including five and a half. Tackles for a loss and one sack. Led all defensive backs in tackles with no one within 10 stops of him. Mm. So uh, he led the team uh, with three interceptions and two fumble recoveries. 
and then shared the team high <clears throat> with two forced fumbles, and then third on the team with five pass breakups. So no matter like who there, you, go, there's a reason I picked him or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I mean, it's a good. It's a, it's a great pick. No, it's a it's a great pick, and you know he's a guy that um, I think also is can be one of those leaders on the field for you. You know, one of those talkers. Sure. Um, somebody says here Bryce Ramirez. Okay. I mean, oh, that would be such a great story. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, he's another person says Bryce Ramirez. He has the most. He has overcome the most. Hope he has a good rehab, ready to watch him play. I mean, he appears to have rehabbed really well. I mean, and he looks chiseled. But I mean, what college football player doesn't, for the most part, that's starting on a Power Five football team? But I mean, he looks like a guy that's overcome uh, an awful lot. Now you mentally want to get him back on the field and have him make a hit and make a play. Mm-hmm. And then and then the rest is history, right? Uh, 7.40 this morning on The Morning Drive. Boom, boom, boom is next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, Jay writes in, I had a blast last night meeting Coach Joy McGuire and Cam Warren yesterday in Austin. Coach was super down to earth and talked to as many people as he could. And Cam was super friendly and posed for a picture with my daughter and I. And I'm not surprised by any of that right there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I feel like, like a couple of good guys to have fun with. Yeah. I feel like Joey McGuire is it's like chicken man. He is everywhere. You heard that? Chicken man? Remember Who's that? Chicken man. Remember that? Chicken man. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. It's an old radio thing. Okay. Okay. Google it. You'll see it. Chicken man. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I'm scared to Google Probably this on a computer. <laughs> no. I'll let Jeff do it. <laughs> go, go ahead. Anyway, I feel like every time I open up my computer and see him, I mean, he's like the guy's, I don't know, he's got some supersonic jet that's taking him here, there, and everywhere. I think it's awesome. Um, I think that's I'm, exactly what he has. <laughs> don't, think he's, don't think he's driving across the state. No, no, car. no, no. But I mean, it's like, it just seems like, shoom, he's here, shoom, he's there. Hmm, he's everywhere. Chicken Man force first soared on the radio airways from 1966 to 1969. Nearly every other day, there would be a new episode. Episodes are each about one to two minutes in duration. See? Program's duration spread to over 1,500 radio stations. See? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Midway through the series in 1973, or, uh, Orkin added special weekend episodes called Chicken Man versus the Earth Polluters. In 76, a local LP was created by Orkin and Bert, uh, Bertus. Chicken Man returns in the updated radio show in 77. Chicken Man, return, uh, uh, Chicken Man returns for the last time. See? There you go. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I, I guarantee you, if you've, if you've, on the jingle, it's, it, there's a, the, the song is Chicken Man. Chicken Man. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Joy McGuire. Joy McGuire. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I mean, I know that you guys think I'm crazy, but I have been tested. I'm not no, totally crazy. No, I don't. It, this looks legit. No. I've never heard anything I'd ever heard of before. But yeah. this is. I do, in it. fact, think that you're crazy. It has nothing to do with Chicken Man. I'm pretty obvious that it's something that happened before my time. So right. I would not have heard of Chicken Man. So yeah. if you're of the age of Chuck, I'm yeah. sure you have heard of Chicken Man. Yeah. <laughs> but there are plenty of other reasons why I think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's not one of them. That's not, that's not one of them. It's not one of them. 
Uh, let's see here. From the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we talked about some uh, UIL things that are going to be discussed today by a legislative council. Among them, prohibiting train horns at football games. I am a, As much as I find them probably annoying if you're uh, the opposing team, I do think they provide some kind of interesting backdrop as long as it's not just completely overused. I don't think you should have them in the stands. I don't no, think I don't mean the players. Play. But I, mean I don't the, think you should. The players. I mean the, I mean the, I mean the, <laughs> the fans. Players' parents is what I meant by yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think you should be able to blare them. Yeah. you know when a team's at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, no, 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 call no. an audible or whatever. No, 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 no. For those who I should also probably say that there's Chicken Man and Super Chicken. I remember Super Chicken. Mm-hmm. That was a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah, that's different than Chicken Man. Sorry for interrupting your conversation with sports, Jeff. Our bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just you know doing more research on the. You're thinking weird. out loud. Uh, prohibiting cheerleaders at basketball games I think is stupid um, allowing the district champion home field advantage in the first round of soccer playoffs why, I think why they just, should do that in all sports right, that's, that's, that's just getting ready to ask you I mean what, what, why not basketball why not football why not baseball why not why not everything um, I, I like the idea of adding boys volleyball as a UIL sanctioned activity I'm against great yeah. Uh, allowing boys to, to participate on the girls' volleyball team. Why? Why, are there, why can? Why is there not a rule to allow girls on the boys' team? Uh, I don't know. Oh, because they won't be as successful, probably. <laughs> right. So we wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it's uh, craziness to say you can't coach your own kid. That's uh, yes, on there. That's that's crazy. Uh, I like the idea. I. I, they say table tennis because it gives it maybe a, a more refined name, but maybe table tennis is a little bit different than ping pong. But I always viewed this viewed it the same. But when you see table tennis in the Olympics, it's it's nowhere near like the ping pong that you played in your basement as a kid. It's not. Well, it doesn't seem. I like mean, a, there's more skill, but it's the more same sk- sport. There's, there's more space too. I mean, okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, they have the whole the table, the whole thing. Will that depend on the basement? Uh, yeah. It, <clears throat> You're not usually going against one of those guys that's like, man, the the, the, the guys that can be like 10 feet back. You're right. That's what I'm talking so about. So impressive. It is so impressive. So cool. See, at like at the house I grew up in, we had a ping pong table down in the basement and one end had more room than the other end. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you always wanted to be at one end. Like if your friends were coming over, like, Hey, you're at that end. Oh, there's not as much room down here. Yeah, home court advantage. Sorry. Before, okay. my, <laughs> before my grandparents moved, they had a, uh, outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. in their basement, they had a pool table. Well, there was one side of the pool table that was a lot closer to a pole. Sure. So they had a queue cut short mm-hmm. oh, so nice. that you could, in theory, shoot around that pole. But right. inevitably, right. that is always where you needed to be when you needed to make a shot from that side right. of the table. Uh, we have a pool table in our front room, and uh, it's aligned in a certain manner to benefit perhaps a left-handed pool player. Because my wife said something about, hey, this thing is offline a little bit. I'm like, okay, you get at one end, and I'll get at the other end, and we'll move it. It's a slate table. It's, nobody's moving it anywhere. And I said, I had it put there that way that way because I'm left-handed. Well, that's not fair to the others. Well, it's your pool table. Rule number one. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness to Chuck, it's his pool table. You know I what? imagine you play more on it than anybody other you, than the 
the young phenom and boy wonder. Well, those two guys, they like to roll the ball. Sure. The three-year-old likes to roll the balls. And, may, and clank the balls together. And also, yeah. it's your house. Right. So you should be able to play by sure. your rules. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Yeah. You know what I was thinking the other on Saturday when I was mowing my lawn, when I went to start my lawnmower? I have a right-handed lawnmower. Do they make them left-handed? I don't know, but I mean, it would sure be nice. You're right. You're right. They're, they're all right-handed. They're, I mean, I, can't, I don't know that I've ever seen one on the left side. And and that's got to be harder for a left-hander. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my I, I right... I think I would struggle. My right hand is... Uh, my right arm is... My shoulder's a little wonky right now, and so I... So you I have, just, you still have to pull with your right hand, I right? pull I pull it with my left hand. I still... I pull it with my left hand. I just do it backwards. I mean, I... I, I, I stand on the right side of the mower and use pull it with my left pull okay. it with my left hand. It's not natural. You got to make sure the thing doesn't jump up and the blades, you know, knock I, your toes off. It's like the desk yeah. thing when you were younger, when they had desks. That, mm-hmm. that yeah. must have been, I don't know. It was. No, it is. The first time I sat at a left-handed desk, I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh now I get I it. I would think the lawnmower thing's even more difficult it than is. the desk thing. It is. Yeah. Drinking fountains, everything. Um, See, I'm with you up until drinking power. Yeah, I think the drink, <laughs> that's just you the can't push the button. I can, but I mean, why can't hand? I have one on the left hand side? You can't push the button with your off hand. I can, but I mean, why? Why couldn't we have <laughs> that? That doesn't. I mean, seem we're not opening the floodgates. You, you stretch that one too far. Why, why can't we have a left handed <laughs> drinking fountain? I'm going to get you a left-handed coffee cup, Chuck. This, my dad was a principal. Life is a living hill. Okay, uh, I'm certain that there are millions of drinking fountains that are on the left side. Not a one. Not a one. Jeff, when... Oh, I think I've used a left-handed one. Yes. I, no. They're not as common. I no. don't... They are not as common. No. But I, I'm pretty sure I've used one on the left-handed no, I've never seen a left-handed drinking fountain. I think there's one at the university center. Hmm. Come to think of it. Hmm. Uh, so, so from earlier today when we were talking about the one-on-one, um, Chuck, you're a buffoon if you don't think one-on-one doesn't help the team who is behind. Okay. A buffoon. Uh, this former coach and TGCA board member here, UIL won't go for a shot clock because of small school basketball. Think of your 1A schools who only have seven kids on a team. If you see it, it'll be 4A to 6A first. Hey, you know, so, if those kids that have seven kids on a team probably love the fact that there's only seven on a team because they don't have to share it with the other Eight kids on the end of the bench. So the texter's point is that they it would we would not push, see it. No, the texter's point is that it would push the tempo too much, and that would tire out teams with only seven. I think so. Is yeah. that the point? Yeah, that seems to be the point. Because somebody brought up having a forty-second shot clock or even yeah. a thirty. I don't, I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know that I would agree with that. That that would be a big problem. Uh, congratulations to King Craig. He uh, texted in an hour ago. He has renewed his contract for another year with his lucky lady, 14 years. So awesome. Good, good for him. Yeah. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.